0: Thank you, worship band. There was a time in my life when I thought that order was an achievable objective. When the plans that I had made and the checklists that I put together, everything would fit in neatly and come together nicely. But that illusion of order vaporized when we welcomed our first child into the world. And then we had another one. And then we had another one. We went from zone, uh, one-on-one defense to zone defense, and it's been chaos ever since, right? For honest, chaos is something that we've learned to live with in our lives, a day in and day out. Chaos has become stuff of the day. It's become maybe... Through this pandemic that we live through, where our awareness of chaos has accelerated the chaos in our world. Our world seems ever smaller, but it's ever more polarized. There are tyrants who like to make war and make threats. The collateral damage of chaos brings innocent suffering and unjust systems emerge and oppress and marginalize those without a voice. And closer to home there's chaos in our country there's chaos in our economy there's chaos in our schools our neighborhoods and even in our own churches yesterday i was going to our presbytery meeting at canyon hills presbyterian church in um, anaheim hills and when i arrived there were squad cars all the way around the campus there was that yellow police tape all the way around there was a helicopter uh, hovering above with a speaker saying, clear the area, clear the area. I texted Bob Glay, our elder who was on the inside, because he made it on time. I was running late. They were in lockdown. They were in active shooter lockdown. I couldn't believe it. Now, end of the story, everybody's safe, everything's fine, no one was hurt. What had happened is a guy decided that he thought he'd rob a convenience store next door to the church and the police found out they were chasing him and he fled on foot and he tried to find sanctuary at the church well he found uh, the police and they have him but in the moment the presbytery meeting in the sanctuary is on active shooter lockdown it's like chaos chaos but it was okay it's good story ended well Friends, our growing awareness of chaos in our daily lives can make it difficult to find that sure footing of faith. Our trust in God and God's goodness is tested in our day-to-day. Experiences that we have seem to speak otherwise. What's going on? What is going on in this world, God? We wonder what kind of world that this is that groans under the pain and suffering and if anything God has, what does God have to do with it? God, where are you in the midst of this? Now, you may recall in our series, The Language of Hope, words of comfort and call, we've been exploring a variety of, of Hebrew words, biblical Hebrew words. And each word, there's an important question that emerges. And the first word that we unpacked was Lord. This, from the root to be. It comes out of the burning bush when Moses says who am I to say is sending me to the to the Israelites to to tell Pharaoh to let them go and God says I will be who I will be I am who I am and I will be God for you answering the question God are you with us or not that was floating up through the people of Israel and even Moses when he was distant from his people God are you with us or not and then the second word we Unpacked was Shema, the word for hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. This is Moses speaking to his people, reminding them that they are to love their God with what? With our heart, their soul, and their might. And the question is from God, are you with me or not? If you are, love. Love God with your heart, soul, and might. And this morning, the question that emerges is, God, what kind of world is this that we are in? What kind of world is this? And so the word that we have before us, I'm going to say it, it's a, I'm going to try to repeat it in Hebrew here for you, ruach. Now you're going, he made that up, but I didn't. And this is what happened this week. When our uh, Boy Scouts, they were having a court of honor here, and our new... Boy Scout, uh, Scoutmaster, on his neatly pressed Scout shirt, he had Hebrew letters on the top of it. And I said, hey, what's that Hebrew on there? And he goes, that's the word Hebrew. And I go, well, why do you have it? Because I speak Hebrew. I'm like, golden opportunity, all right. I'm I'm preaching on the word wind. How do you say it? He goes, roch. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So I didn't make it up. We got a guy who speaks Hebrew here at our church. Ruah means wind. It also means spirit or breath. And this is the word that God spoke to his people when they asked, What kind of world is this? In particular, God's people were exiled from their own homeland. From their homes, their their place of worship had been destroyed. They're serving a foreign king, living in a faraway land in Babylon, their exiles. And so when they gathered together to remember and they assembled together in worship, they would read a familiar passage that reminded them of God's comfort in the midst of the chaos that they were suffering in their lives. And the passage is a confession of faith. And it's the first verses of our Bible. Here it is, out of Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 5. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was in complete chaos, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These are, this is a, these verses are a part of a, a seven heart creation display each section follows the pattern that soothes and comforts and reassures God's people and there was evening and there was morning the second day there was evening there was morning the third day evening morning and then God created the seventh day and from he took a sabbath from his work and he looked out over it all and he said it was good Seven times in the creation narrative, God says, and he looks over, he pauses to reflect at his handiwork, even before it's all done, and he says, it's good. It's good. And what stands out in this first five verses is that word raw, wind, spirit, breath. These opening verses not only affirm the unique Power of God to create, but it was God's spirit, God's breath. The wind that hovers over the dark water, the spirit of divine power hovers, preparing to breathe life into the chaos, bringing order. For God's people living in exile during that time, these were comforting words. They would have recognized God's claim on them and the promises that they could claim. It was in their story, their story with God, where God breathed life into them. During the Exodus, it was a watery event. When they are set free and God separated them from their captivity, they went to the Red Sea and God's spirit parted the waters. Restrained the waters of the Dead Sea In a sense, recreating his people, sending them out. This marks a new beginning in their life, their life together. They would become God's people. and God would be their God. Likewise, in the middle of our chaos, God promises to make things new. God is calling forth beautiful things that didn't exist before each and every day. Frederick Buechner, he's a famous Christian author. He was a Presbyterian pastor, a wonderful man. He makes this claim about God when he reflects on God's creation and, and Genesis. He says that God is using the same old materials of earth, air, fire, and water every 24 hours. God creates something new. If you think you're seeing the same show all over again, seven times a week, you're crazy, he says. Every morning you wake up to something that is all eternity never, all eternity never has seen before and will never see again. And the you that wakes up was never the same before and will never be the same again either you know it it reminds me of an old hymn and it goes something like this are you gonna help me bro this might be the last time you ever hear me sing (laughs) you know this if you know it you can sing it with me come on (laughs) Say. sings my soul Thanks, Colleon. Thank you. You know, last Saturday I preached at a, a church called New Hope Presbyterian Church. They have Saturday night service, and it's Chinetta Goodjoin. She's the pastor there. And she got up after my sermon and she started singing. So then I said, Well, if she can do it, you know. <laughs> now you know. Uh, if she can do it, I can't. All right. Songs reminds us of God's creative spirit and the very breath of life. God breathes into the chaos and brings order. Light in the darkness, hope through the storm. It doesn't mean that we won't cry out to God in frustrations or uncertainty or doubt. We cry out just like the psalmist does in the midst of our chaos. Where are you, Lord? It's not out of disrespect. It's not out of disbelief. It's we deep longing and necessity to hear from God. We want to hear your voice, God. We want to hear your reassurance. Lord, make it. We can't make it through without you. This is our your world, O oh God. We are your people. We're not going to rest until we hear from you, O oh Lord. Until we feel your reassuring love. This is the psalmist crying out until we receive the surpassing peace that only you provide. One biblical scholar writes, if there is an answer to the problem of, of pain or unjustified suffering that comes through the chaos in this world, it's simply this, that for most of us, the worst that can happen is not to suffer without reason, but to suffer without God, without any hope of consolation or rebirth. All their pain pales next to the pain of divine abandonment. That's what Job learns. God has not abandoned him. That's what the people of God, they're crying out to God along the riverbanks when they're in exile, God, where are you? They turn to the creation story, the God who brings order out of chaos, the breath of God that breathes spirit, breathes life into each of us. So the question is, what chaos do you face this week, dear friends? Can these words from Genesis be a sense of assurance, of help to help you find that grounding in your faith? Maybe, maybe each day this week. Maybe at the sunrise, maybe at the sunset. This becomes a prayer. A wind from God swept over the face of the waters and brought order. God's power and grace. This week I was reading about Jesus' baptism in relationship to creation. And the writer says this, in those days Jesus came from Nazareth through Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Here we go, some water. And just as he was coming up out of the water, water talk, he saw the heavens torn apart. The heavens torn apart sounds like Chaos. And the spirit, the wind, the breath of God descends on him like a dove, like Genesis. As God's spirit descends and swept over the waters. And the voice came from heaven, and God said, you are my son, the beloved. What does God say when... And God said, let there be light. You are my son. You are the beloved. Let there be light. And you, in you I am well pleased. That is our prayer. We hear the words of Genesis. God bringing order through chaos, out of chaos. We hear that prayer. That voice from heaven. You are my child. I love you. I am so pleased. Amen.